it's Erica. And Liana. Come join us on Patreon. Where you can unlock weekly episodes, videos, and... Be invited to Patreon-exclusive Zoom meetups. Just download the Patreon app and search for Night Guys Podcast. Or go to the website, www.patreon.com forward slash nightguyspodcast. You can join for as little as $2 a month for full access. See you on Patreon. Squiddle deedle 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 deedle. Erica and it's Liana and this is the Night Guys podcast we're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff supernatural extraterrestrial cryptid culty true crime and today guys we have a really special guest uh not just Erica's dog snoring in the background (laughs) (laughs) you might hear that but um we have Amanda and Amanda is a very special person because she is in charge of the spooky uh, Instagram account and you have like a lot going on. So I don't want to over overstep. So uh, Amanda, hi. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me. And no oh, overstepping. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amanda, if you wouldn't mind just telling our listeners what it is that Spook Eats encompasses, because it's not just like, check out my Instagram page. Like you got, no. you got some business. You're a <laughs> Jane of all trades. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you. So uh, basically Spook Eats is a website um, where I travel, usually travel the country. Yeah. Um, yes. Not a pandemic happening. Um, yeah. Usually travel the country. Um, we visit haunted restaurants, haunted bars, haunted hotels, all that fun stuff. Um, and we share the history History, history. <laughs> You're oh like us already. <laughs> yeah, and I are talking. Oh my about gosh, <laughs> this, is, this is bad. This is bad. History, history. Um, and then we review the food, and then we also also share the ghost stories. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have another cup of coffee real fast. Yep, no, it's okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you know, I'm very active on Instagram. Obviously, it's like my main. Mm-hmm haunting haunt i guess um i'm on facebook twitter all that haha but um and yeah i absolutely love it um i've been interested in the paranormal ever since i was a little kid and it just kind of lined up kind of perfectly about three years ago is when i first started spook eats officially um i was kind of traveling around for five years um since like 2016 and kind of like cataloging places and writing my reviews but I kind of like took that final jump in 2018 so and it's been fun I've loved it so oh that's cool so when you say writing reviews do you mean on like google or yelp or something or do you just mean like a personal blog kind of situation yeah so I do it on my I do it on spookyeats.com where I'll like write the review do a little bit of the history a little bit of the ghost stories and then I have a spooky rating and then a yummy rating um (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah so and it's funny because like people are like well do you have like culinary training and I was like no but I really like eating food and drinking yeah. alcohol. So, and usually <laughs> I'm like, you know, training. we're not going to like the super, super fancy restaurants. We're going to the places where like you can actually afford to go. And that yeah. was the biggest yeah. thing with starting this was when I was really actively starting to look 
into going to haunted locations, I found that so many of them are either really difficult to get into to begin with, mm. or if you want to, like, you're more than welcome to come in. However, it's a thousand dollars for a night. And you're what? like, I don't have that. That's so no that's when I kind of was like, <laughs> you know what? We have the, these haunted hotels and these haunted bars that are just as historic as these locations and have just as many really interesting ghost stories. So let's focus on those. So like these places are already open. They want you to come and visit them for the price of a pint of beer and an appetizer. You could potentially have a paranormal encounter and they have heat, electricity and bathrooms. So. <laughs> You're basically speaking our language. Yeah, yeah. Really well made points. <laughs> and I'm also hungry now. You're just like beer I know, and appetizer. I and miss like- going places right oh my gosh it's torture it's absolute torture it's hard like I'm not like I'm a social person but I also just love people watching and I really miss people oh, watching I miss so much watching. fun I love it people are fascinating <laughs> they are it's a good time and I miss it I miss it so much <sighs> okay I'm over oh, well. it I, it's passed <laughs> okay <laughs> you gotta just get that out there every once in a while true <laughs> so when you started spook eats did you first discover just spooky restaurants was it was it just somebody being like oh yeah our place is haunted you should come check it out or did you just go and like do internet research or or something like that it's kind of a mixture of like all of that in one so when i was first starting mm-hmm. out i was um out in colorado um back in 2016 oh, okay. and we were in estes park and i was like we have to go to the Stanley Hotel. I don't care what anyone else in the group says. We're going. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. We have to go. Um, and we had like Stephen King fans in the group. We had obviously me, the ghost girl. Like I'm like, we got to go. Um, yeah. So that was the first place where it's like, I knew I wanted to go there. I Obviously, it's so famous. You know, you have to go there if you're in Estes mm-hmm. Park. Um, so that was the starting point. And then I started any place I would be traveling to. My thought is always when you're traveling someplace, you have to eat wherever you are. So I always Mm. look for the old historic places and nine times out of 10, they're haunted. Um, So whenever I was traveling, that was starting to happen. And then as Spooky started to grow, I would be getting messages from people. I don't want to say fans because that just sounds really pretentious and weird. But people (laughs) who are like following me and stuff, um, they would be like, hey, if you ever are in, you know, this area, make sure you Mm -hmm. go to this haunted pizzeria or this haunted bar. (laughs) And I was like, this is fantastic. So I actually have like a notebook filled of the spooky bucket list of just places that people have recommended. So once I'm allowed to leave my house again, I can't wait to go because my feeling is I can research yeah like I can research places all I want but when someone says like this place is good make sure you go I'm assuming (laughs) it it's gonna be good (laughs) exactly yeah so so it's kind of a mixture of all different things um and it's been interesting seeing that some locations really embrace the spook eats visit I guess um where like they'll give me a tour they'll have me talk to the managers oh it's super cool there have been times where like they'll like oh come on up to our attic come on up to our basement let's do an investigation I'm like I'm not worthy like you guys have no idea like how like not important I am but thanks (laughs) I don't have to pay a thousand dollars for this exactly so and then there are other places And they're like, then there's other places that they're like, Ooh, no, we don't want to talk about this. Like there's a location in my hometown that it, it used to be the old former insane asylum. And 
everyone knows that like it's the same building everyone knows what it was was open until the 70s (laughs) not a secret and they're like oh no 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 no. we don't want to talk about that and I'm like it's part of your history I don't think it will turn people away who don't believe in the paranormal but people who do believe in the paranormal are gonna flock to you so in my opinion my not so humble opinion I guess yeah embrace it so it's been interesting to see Hmm. yeah I don't know Hmm. I gotta start asking okay. that when we're allowed to like go out again. Like, hey, is this place wanted? Might as well. There's, there's no reason not you to. What ask. they say, uh, oh, and usually so they cool. say yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I think that's really. I think that's so cool. I want to go in a weird attic in a restaurant. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy basement. Yeah, awesome. take me. <laughs> say it sounds like the beginning of a horror movie, but I'm yeah. Probably. <laughs> that's it start writing now you'll write your movie yeah um so i have to ask like is there this is kind of a stupid question but i guess so these restaurants are obviously built into older buildings so they haven't necessarily been a restaurant for like 150 years or whatever but are there more like pizza places that are in haunted places or like um mexican food places or like italian places have you noticed like a trend I know it's kind of dumb. No, it's not. It's <laughs> the the only trend that I've been able to see um, isn't so much like the like a cuisine specifically, mm. but bars. Because um, mm. a lot mm. of times bars have been there for a longer Forever. stretch of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, and so many of them have kind of like, oh, it was a dance hall slash saloon and there was something going on upstairs too mm-hmm. so like you have usually the working girls yep. worked into the legends surrounding these places so a lot of these locations have these former prostitutes um mm-hmm. that are kind of lingering around and it's really interesting because as i research i'm really interested it sounds weird i'm really interested in like old brothels and stuff just because every Us town <laughs> okay every town i as i said prostitute i was like i hope that's okay that i'm saying this um of course <laughs> but, but like i found that you know these girls were you know to be perfectly honest they were nobodies in life nobody mm-hmm. really took care of them nobody yeah. looked out for them they weren't really seen as people but when you look at these ghost stories where you have, you know, like the Red Onion Saloon, it has Lydia. Um, You know, um, there's uh, in a book that I wrote uh, about um, it's Old Town Brewing in um, in, oh, gosh, Portland, Oregon. Um, Mm. I can't remember the girl's name to save my life, um, but she um, was you know, a working girl there and she died mysteriously and she's there. She's always there now. And these women are kind of experiencing immortality because of these ghost stories so it's kind of cool that even though in life they didn't you know nobody really thought they amounted to anything or had any value in death we still say their names and talk about them a hundred years later it's really cool to me i think it's fascinating no no i love that they're basically made immortal by their stories. exactly they're haunting yeah Yeah. (laughs) no there's something to be said for at least people know what happened to them you know, and maybe yeah. what they endured and, and it makes total sense that bars would be kind of hot spots. Cause you got alcohol mm-hmm. involved and like, people, there's so like, many people. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you know, cause we super believe that like the more emotional, like a uh, area is the more likely to have like that kind of 
embedded in the walls of the building and oh yeah booze makes people kind of emotional well and like it's one of the things that I always say that like whenever you go to like haunted jails or orphanages or hospitals there's like that really like heavy negative not negative as in like demon but like just like a negativity a sadness yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like that's a really potent powerful energy that can cause these hauntings but who's to say that the more you know, rambunctious and positive, quote unquote, energy of a hotel or a restaurant or a bar can't lead to just as powerful of a haunting. It's the same kind of energy. It's just kind of directed in a different way. So that's like one of my arguments is always like, you don't have to go to these doom and gloom locations to experience a haunting. You can go to Mm -hmm. more joyful places that people go and have been going for hundreds of years specifically to have a good time. Yeah, no. totally. yeah, like an actual gathering place instead yeah. of just like, oh, we shut this child up in a exactly or yes. like under the stairs like Harry Potter. Yeah, or something. yeah. <laughs> just no. like, it doesn't have to always be negative. I love that. No, yeah. Okay. yeah, I agree. I think too. I mean, scary hauntings are what make better books and better TV and better. Uh huh. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like we uh, we've heard things where it's like oh yeah this could have made it into the the show but this was a nice ghost and it just didn't help like further the scary storyline and it's like oh that yeah. would be kind of cool though to see I think I, think I, I would like, like to see like someone who's just like hey yeah what's up <laughs> I'm kind of bored nice to see someone <laughs> like I just nice I just want to talk <laughs> yeah like I think that's that's good someone needs to start that show no one hangs out with me everyone always goes after the mean ghosts, yeah like happy so. haunts or something they need that yes. discovery plus we, yeah we need to like write to discovery plus and be like listen we got an idea <laughs> I need a positive ghost show in my life so uh yeah. <laughs> give me that <laughs> We've got three ghost hunters right yeah, here. We'll We're going to go. There fine. we go. Let's do it. <laughs> so if you were to take food with you on an investigation, would you like, have you, have you, <laughs> <laughs> or even a drink? <laughs> so I've taken food with me. My, it's so funny. My go-to like snack food for an investigation um isn't anything interesting I'm always very careful because like some people are like oh we have tacos beforehand and I'm like oh no that's the worst thing to have during like an EVP session like what are you talking about (laughs) um so I am very careful of like what I eat beforehand okay because of like gurgles and rumblings yeah. and stuff oh, yeah. um <laughs> heartburn in the I middle of it <laughs> exactly oh my gosh it's it's the worst I'm like one of those people too like if anyone's like clearing their throat or coughing during an EVP session I just want to like throw something at them but yeah, anyway um my, my go-to snack um is Reese's Pieces and I think it's because of E.T. I'm not sure I know I know she's gonna have a roundhouse kick him in the face but I I just I think that's why I do it like subconsciously I'm like oh yeah like this is cool like I feel like Fox Mulder would be like eating Reese's Pieces if he was like investigating something so I can actually see that because of E.T. because of the un the he who shall not be named yes it's so yes. funny you mentioned fox Mulder because when i w- watched x-files when it was new and whatnot when i was little um i remember there's an episode with fox Mulder eating red hots and i forevermore ate them because i was like i love him and if he eats them that's what i'm buying and <laughs> <Yes>. i did <laughs> i love them though so it was okay yeah, oh, they're so good. i miss red hots i need to get some of those <laughs> I can't well, okay. So, okay. So you don't, 
the only thing you eat are little little snacks. So that's probably a good idea because I wasn't really sure. We're like, is food offensive to ghosts? Because I guess mm. if you're not using an EVP and you're just kind of like strolling the grounds trying to get your bearings or like get a sense, what's your opinion on food and ghosts? Do you think ghosts find it offensive or do you think they're just kind of like, I miss it? I, you or know, it's imbe- or oh, like taunting, like I get to eat I, this and you don't. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. That- that's a great question. I actually, um, I, I, I host public ghost hunts as a fundraiser at a local theater. And mm-hmm. the last group that I had come through was, was a very small group. Cause there was a football game. So everyone canceled at the last second, but the people that were there, um, they were in the kitchen area. And I think that they, they actually, uh, made contact with a former cast member that I personally knew um, and he did work in the snack bar area Um, and they were talking to him about it was really interesting too because it was like they were using dousing rods um, and I'm kind of hit or miss with dousing rods um, but they said like they you know were talking to him you know are you a man or a woman it was a man Um, are you young or old he was old do you have any kids no were you ever married no and they said Mm. oh do you think that Alyssa is attractive no well do you think that Christopher is attractive he said yes and in my head I'm thinking this guy was gay like he was a, a, a gay old man. He was like the uncle, the crazy uncle of the group that we all knew and loved. And he passed away very oh, unexpectedly. So then they asked him like, you know, we're in the kitchen. Um, do you eat where you are? And it said, no. Do you miss food? And it said, yes. Um, so they thought it was interesting. So again, I mean, it's dousing rods. Take it for what it is. But I thought it was interesting that like, it was in the kitchen. You know, they're talking supposedly to this guy that we used to work at the snack bar and he yeah, would, you, you know, knew. that it was really interesting. So I personally like to think that you can eat if you want to, but based off of that interaction, you know, supposedly might not be very it sensitive, might not. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I'd like to think that it's not m- mocking. I don't know mm. though. I've never thought of that. Now I'm going to be like really self-conscious when I eat my Reese's. Oh, no, <laughs> well, no, 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 not your Reese's just because you can be like, that's, you're like, I just want to talk to you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, I don't know. That's an interesting question, though. Like, is it the sort of thing that they miss it? So by seeing it, it's kind of like picking out a scab or if it's just kind of like, a, oh, yeah, I remember, I remember that. that. Good old that. times. Don't need don't don't need don't that anymore. Need that. Yeah. It'd be interesting yeah. to use food as a like a trigger object to like leave it there and see yeah. if they're trying to pick it up and or like hit it on the table. Like, damn it. <laughs> like, I can't. You know, because like kind of the same way he's like like from choking on food. Oh man! (laughs) Ooh, awkward. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. So, um, I have a question. Do you have any like? Do you personally have any like psychic or intuitive skills that kind of help you in your investigation, or do you just are you just like us and just use tools? I think I'm more like you guys. I don't think that I'm sensitive at all. Like people are always like, oh no, I sense that you're sensitive. And I'm like, really? Cause I feel like I'm as sensitive as like a log. Like I'm not, (laughs) it's like, there's nothing here. But I do think that like the more that you investigate and the more that you kind of brush against the paranormal, you do Mm -hmm. pick up on things. Like you'll know like how your body responds to either like changes in the atmosphere such a silly term but that's no d- but good it's description real. That's what it is. yeah like you know you can like like you like you can sense what like your body's going through um so i think like you eventually do become sensitive but not in like the psychic sense but you just become sure. more physically sensitive to the effects and the changes around you so in that sense yes 
but I 100% I'm like no give me my gadgets I'm like Ariel gadgets and gizmos are plenty like that's what I want (laughs) (laughs) like that's what I need I need that um because it's like I always speaking of Fox Mulder I always say like I am like Fox Mulder I want to believe but I don't Mm -hmm. think that everything is a ghost you know every bump in the night's not a ghost you know usually if someone brings me a photograph I'm that off that's like well Mm. actually that's nothing I don't see anything Mm -hmm. um so but I'm definitely like you guys where it's like I I need to have that thing that lights up to tell me that something is happening because I'm not going to pick up on it myself at all yeah and it's fun yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) what devices do you have you said dowsing rods what's kind of your go-to yeah so so I use the dowsing rods for the public ghost hunts just because I've found that people who have never done a ghost hunt before they like that like hands-on investigation so and dowsing rods are cheap um so it's the sort of thing where it's like you can have a bunch of them people are using them they feel like they're really involved um for me i have um, one of my favorite pieces that i have is um it's called a deco pod um a guy in my hometown makes them it's basically a rem pod it's a rem pod um but it works better than a REM pod. Um, I've, I I know those are fighting words. I've never actually seen a REM pod work in real life. Like okay. never. I've yeah. seen it on TV. I've never seen it in real life. Yeah. Um, so this guy, he actually, it's the same idea. He's got the antenna. Um, and when you break the field, it lights up and blinks. Um, but it's designed to look like the light sconces an old historic haunted building in our hometown. So it looks really cool. Um, it goes right to him. It doesn't go to a big company. Um, so I love that. Um, and and it actually works. Um, so I need his information. And and they're cheaper. They're cheaper than (gasps) REM pods too. Just saying. Um, um, (laughs) so, um, I love using that. Um, and then honestly, I love doing EVP sessions. So just a good old fashioned Mm -hmm. digital recorder. Um, I haven't found like the specific type of recorder that I really like just yet. Um, Fortunately, unfortunately, the best EVP I ever got was on my phone. So it's like, I have all these. Yes. And it's like, I feel like your phone's not that I mean, it is a high tech, it's basically a computer. Um, But like, recording wise like it's not a great recorder but I caught mm-hmm. this amazing EVP so I'm like crap like I spent all this money on these nice digital recorders <laughs> um and I get it, it. <laughs> I get it on my phone yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. um so I love digital recorders and then uh spirit boxes um whether it's the SB7 SB11 um I love doing the Estes method um again especially hosting public ghost hunts people really like that um Mm -hmm. interaction where they can listen to it themselves you can ask the questions um so for me it's probably those three the decopod digital recorder and then a spirit box of some kind so you can do the estes method so now i have to ask what was the evp that you got on your phone (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'm gonna be kind of a downer but oh in Uh, 2015 my younger brother passed away and so sorry that was thanks it's always like the uh this is but this is what really like kind of started really really started me wanting to do spook eats um so he passed away in 2015 um from pediatric cancer and we always sorry (laughs) um uh we would always 
watched the ghost hunting shows on TV. We grew up going to Gettysburg and Salem and Key West, all these places that were like spooky. Um, We would use, uh, you know, like tape recorders to like do EVP sessions. Totally just dated myself with the tape recorder. (laughs) No judgment here. Yeah. A nice old cassette recorder. Um, But um, so once he passed away, that was definitely for me the turning point where it wasn't just something fun to do anymore. It was definitely like I needed proof of something else after we die some form of consciousness whether it's your spirit your soul whatever continues on mm-hmm. um so uh i was at this theater that i now host these ghost hunts at and i've been a member there since 2005 um so just a few years now um feel yeah. really old thinking back to that nope. um <laughs> yeah um so uh he was a member there i was a member there and we were doing a little ghost hunt there with just theater members um so as I was going through, I was down in the basement with just two other women. And in my head, I was thinking to myself, you know, I have like, I, I, I don't like the idea of like reaching out to him because it's a slippery slope. You don't want to become obsessed with it. And you also don't sure. necessarily know it's him yeah. you're exactly talking to. So, sure. but for whatever reason, it was just, it was put on my heart. It was a gut feeling that I was like, you know, I just need to just dude let me know that you're okay. I just need to know that you're okay. Um, And I was just recording on my phone as I was, you know, wandering around the basement. And in my head, I was thinking, you know, I'm here. My parents are here. The owner of the theater who was like a second father to him, he was there. His best friend was there. So if he's going to be anywhere in the universe, it would be here in my mind. So that night while I was down in the basement and I asked, you know, let me know that you're okay. I got an EVP of what sounds like his voice from when he was about 11. He passed away when he was 19. Um, but when he was 11, he played Oliver in Oliver Twist. Um, <sighs> so that was like the height of his theater career. Aww. And so, so sweet. it sounds like his voice when he was about 11 years old saying, I'm fine. And you can hear like an echo and everything like he's down in the basement saying this. Obviously, I didn't realize I caught that until days later. But that same night, um, one of the women that I was with on her phone, she caught a photograph and she came up to me and she said, I found I got a photo of Jed, my brother. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she showed me this photograph that she took on her phone in the exact same place that I got the EVP. It is the most mind boggling thing. Like I wish this wasn't a podcast and like people could see this photo. It is a carbon copy of a family photo that we have. Oh, wow. I have chills from his first day of school when he was like 10 or 11 years old, long brown hair. You can see this long brown hair, his jawline. He's got a green shirt on. You can see his backpack. Um, it's the wildest thing. And I always say like, if I had just gotten that EVP, that would have been amazing. If I had just gotten that photograph, amazing to get them both in the same place on the same night like I'm done I don't have to capture anything else ever again and I'm happy <laughs> no kidding go. it's interesting it's from the same time period in his life too like around 11 Isn't it the weirdest that's like thing? really compelling to me like that yeah that's that's really neat <laughs> it's weird <laughs> that's just really that's happy to me like I think that's really yeah. special and that kind of answers the next question that I was going to ask was when you, you know, you take your, your groups on these investigations, I was going to ask if you thought that the energy from the group would actually bring more about in terms of uh, evidence on your investigations, but just from that alone, <laughs> given that it was like, you know, close family and friends that really, yeah, that's, uh, oh my God, like, <laughs> no kidding. I'm like, really happy that. though. That makes me really yeah. happy yes. for you. 
Yeah, it was definitely like when he passed away, I struggled. Like I always say, like some sure. people they turn to alcohol when they lose someone, which I did do for a little bit. Um, some people turn to religion. I turned to ghost hunting. I went to the paranormal because that was the only thing that brought me any sense of comfort, any solace. And so to hear other people's stories was very helpful. So then to have this story and like, I carry this photo on my phone. So if I'm ever talking to some random person and like, we're talking about, you know, a lost loved one or, you know, life after death, I'll pull it up for them. And it has been so helpful to other people. And I always say like, if I'm looking for a silver lining, which is hard to find in a situation like this. But, you know, if spookies can kind of be that roadmap to point people in certain directions to go to these haunted locations to come to their own conclusions and find their own answers about the afterlife, Spookies has done its job. Um, you know, so that's like kind of like a silver lining for me with losing my brother. Um, obviously, I would trade it all yeah, in a second. Sure, um, but, you know, it's been so powerful to be able to help other people experience the afterlife um, mm -hmm. and the paranormal and to help them really come to their own conclusions. Because I feel like so many times people just swallow what they see on TV or read on the internet yeah. instead of thinking for themselves and experiencing it for themselves. Um, and I think it's so impactful and so powerful and really not to like, oh, like make a believer out of someone, but it can really yeah. help answer questions that are eating 100%. away at people. Yeah. So. I think I always find comfort in finding answers like that out. Cause I'm very like, I don't like things left unknown. So if I can, in my mind, like rationalize it and like, that's like the proof my like anxiety needs, then it makes me feel good. I totally get that. Like, it's like, what more could you ask for? Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. Like, I don't, I don't think it's scary. I think the more you evidence you can find like the how great like is that like there's proof that they're like he was there that's amazing like I'm gonna give her this and I know this is gonna help her yep it's exactly what I needed at that time yeah. like mm -hmm. that's cool I just good job <laughs> like picking all that <laughs> up like I just think that's great <laughs> and helping other people with it like that's huge that's such a yeah wonderful thing like, I love that. It's nice <laughs> that you're able to bring your story to, to other people to help them also, like you said, figure out what works for them in terms of, of closure or, or mm -hmm. just good feelings for themselves in their unfortunate situation. But I think that's, that's important yeah. to not just be like, we're just going on a ghost hunt guys. Yay. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> that's fun. there's totally a time for that. But if they need that kind of support to know that there's more awesome, it's yeah. fun giving skeptics to like that little seed of doubt. Like, well, I can't explain that. And it's like, ha like, yeah, you can't. <laughs> so what now? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's fun. Cause they love doing it like the opposite way. Like, well, you can't explain ghosts. Cause you know, or well, Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, well, yeah, I can do that back. So <laughs> like what now? <laughs> so this is totally taking it like completely shifting gears into another direction because <laughs> I, I have to ask. So obviously you do paranormal investigations. What does that mean in terms of your opinion on like cryptids and aliens and the, the rest of the paranormal realm? Liana just wants to talk about aliens. <laughs> I do. I can't help it. Aliens are my bag. So basically, <laughs> I'm of the aliens. I've I'm a I'm of the opinion that why not? 
sort mm-hmm. of thing. In my opinion, everything, like kind of like innocent until proven guilty sort of thing. Like okay. everything can exist until proven that it can't be. And you can't prove that something doesn't really exist. So who's to say, you know, we haven't explored every inch of the planet. You know, there are... Th- there could be things lurking in forests, on mountaintops, in space, for crying out loud. Yeah. If there's nothing out there, that is, pun intended, a waste of space. Yeah. Like, I, I just, and I think it's very egotistical to think that we're the only, quote unquote, intelligent yeah. life in the universe. Like, it's just so, yes, yeah, I'm using air quotes very specifically. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but like, that's kind of my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. My first book that I wrote um, was very localized in where, in my region, Western New York, but in it, Mm -hmm. I wanted to include the cryptids that are reported in the area. Um, And it was fascinating. You know, I think um, like, uh, for lack of a better term, sea monsters are the biggest thing. You have the Loch Ness Monster, you have Champ in Lake Champlain no those are really really popular obviously Bigfoot is huge um but like as I was researching the area there were like some really interesting stories that like you're reading in newspapers and from reports from police officers and you're like these are like kind of not that like some people aren't necessarily like really credible but like these are like things that you know it makes you actually take notice um sure and there was one that I was reading that was they were like describing it it only comes out at night um it stands at like eight feet tall it's covered in fur and it's got it runs on four legs but can stand on two and it's got the head of a dog and in my head I'm thinking that sounds like a werewolf like why are we not talking about this yeah (laughs) and like more of the the really specific stories one of the stories was is that someone saw it disappear in taper or dust and I was like oh that's weird but as I was researching werewolf folklore apparently like the type of moon that you're born under affects the type of werewolf that you could potentially be and certain kinds they can disappear into vapor as they're moving but once they stop moving they turn back into it's the wildest thing and I was like that was a really random detail that someone had that lines up with werewolf folklore (laughs) so it was cool cool. (laughs) that's awesome so I I the idea of like cryptids and aliens. And I feel like right now, because of all the shows that you have on TV with the paranormal, Mm -hmm. ghosts are very, very, I feel like very accepted among the Mm -hmm. mainstream mundane audience. And I think gradually over time, like the concept of aliens and cryptids will slowly, I feel like also enter into that realm. Because again, Mm -hmm. like you you cannot be 100% sure so sure. let's explore let's investigate and try to come to some sort of conclusion or let's not and just keep it a mystery <laughs> <laughs> well i mean with the government actually releasing information about ufos it's like Mm-mm. yep it's crazy. <laughs> we need to start oh. doing uh freedom of information act stuff about cryptids yes they have anything Mm. <sighs> and seriously the ufo <laughs> stuff that's coming out lately is it's like nightmare fuel for eric what's going on it's kind of nightmare fuel for me too like the i i just have a visual in my mind of like looking up at the night sky and just seeing it filled with lights as they get closer and closer and it's a nightmare to me it scares me to death <laughs> it's scary and like i never really thought i thought about it a little bit i have a crazy uncle who's obsessed with aliens his life goal is to meet an alien oh, he's wacky yeah. 
I love him, guys. but he's so weird. Aliens approach me. I want to talk to this guy. <laughs> I know a guy. You want him, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about it, but then within like a year, I saw two things that I couldn't explain, and I'm like, "Uh oh, son of a pup!" Like. Oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> so knock on wood, nothing has happened since then. So that's good. But um, you know, I kind of have to ask you what you saw. Like, did you okay. see a being or is it a craft? No, it was some uh, UFO, I'll say, okay. up in the sky. So basically the first time I was in Cape May, New Jersey, um, okay. very, very, I was only there for a few days. And we, my mom and I were sitting on the beach. We might've been drinking wine illegally on the beach. I don't know. Nobody was- Ever know whoever made such a thing illegal should they should be illegal <laughs> i i agree um but we were sitting there and all of a sudden like we just looked and there was this big red light oh. that just kind of like Ooh. appeared and like you're looking out at the ocean there's there's nothing out there and it was this big red light and like it just kind of like hovered in place for probably like five minutes and we're just watching and I kind of like grabbed it I was like should I like text my husband like is this it and then it just (laughs) and then it just kind of it faded but it was kind of like I don't know like it was like a like it like faded really quickly terrifying faded out it was terrifying and I was like oh my god then probably so that was in the fall of 2018 I think so then it was oh, recent it was recent and then it was around Christmas time so only a few months later now that I'm actually thinking about it um around Christmas and New Year's we were my husband and I were driving back from Minnesota where his family is so we were probably somewhere in Illinois Indiana um sure. and we both we were in the car and we weren't really talking or anything because it's a long car ride. And we looked and we <laughs> both saw this thing right as a cloud was coming over it. But it was like this big gray rectangle. Again, just oh, in place, just like hovering there. And it. <laughs> it was it was only there for like probably like two or three seconds. And then a cloud covered like came and covered it. And at the exact too. same time, at the exact same time, my husband and I are both like, did you see that? Ew, so- did the cloud move weird like it was in on it? No, it just it just happened to move in front of me. Now I can't trust clouds. So, but yeah, those are my two experiences, and I just I don't like them. I don't like them because they scare me. Like, what do you do? How do you? What do you do? Well, how do you defend that? Uh, I would hate to see that in a car because that's like you're just a sitting duck. At least I feel like if I'm looking out the window of my home, I can like. Hide, the <laughs> hide the under door. the bed. Like, what are you talking about? Can you can't do anything a anywhere. A car is like windows on wheels. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that. Because you know, Amanda, like, do you think they were checking on you? Uh, I don't want to think about that. No, they weren't. They're gonna leave her alone. I, I, <gasps> I, I mean, I, and like I've never like I don't even. My dad had a weird experience when he was younger. <gasps> That he Whoa. thinks was like alien esque, but Whoa. I'm like I've never like felt like visitation or anything. My dad though, he used to be a hippie. We'll say he did <gasps> things. <laughs> um, okay, we're from Sonoma County, where everybody's parents still smoke pot. Here. Yeah, I, he he did he 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 still does not. Um, but like more like <laughs> recreational things and stuff. He was playing with stuff, and this is obviously back way back in like probably the 70s, and he. He had this thing that he would do where he would listen to Pink Floyd, uh, The Wall, and he would like basically have a good time for the first 
two sides of the record and then he would go to the second album and he just said he remembered laying on his bed and how his apartment was set up um he had a bedroom window to one side and then he could look out the hall and all the way down the hall was another window that was the kitchen so he could really just basically see all around him and he said as he was laying there listening to the the music um this blinding white light pulsing light (gasps) he could see it in his window and he was like oh it's probably just some stupid neighbor over here but then he realized he could also see it on the other side of the house through the other window so he said whatever it was was above him pulsing really light and he said it was just so bright and i wish for the life of me i could remember he said that in that instant he kind of like closed his eyes to make it go away and he heard something whisper in his ear i can't remember what it was i'm gonna have to text him as soon as i get off of here and see what (laughs) whispered in his ear and he's that's when he said he stopped doing drugs (laughs) was that day (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) sorry (laughs) we have very different reactions that's why i like the idea of being in a home because it's like you never i've not thankfully heard a story where extraterrestrials like waltz into your house and like are physically picking you up and taking you out it's always like they're you're like levitating out or something you know so i feel like it's harder to get someone out of a house <laughs> than like a car just levitate the car on up you know that, i just <laughs> I hate it all. Oh so my much. god! They're just leave I love it all. leave people alone. There's so many people that are like, take me away. Just go with them. <laughs> go with them. They're, they they don't want options. willing participants. No, yeah. I know, and it's like not cool, guys. <laughs> not cool. <laughs> I hate it. I just don't like it. Give me ghosts all day. Those are fun. <laughs> That's great. Not an alien. Ghosts are great. (laughs) Or Bigfoot. Whatever. I can fight a Bigfoot. Not well, but I can. Not well. I can ball up into a tiny ball. I can get really tiny. That's about it. Then he would pick me up really easily. Yeah, like, that's great. (laughs) Conveniently packed. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, I love oh. it. I don't like it. Thank you for sharing those stories. Yes. I'll have to, I will text my dad to see what was whispered in his ear and I will get back to you and let oh. you know. So that's a two continued. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Guys, I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. I will, I'll, I'll leave that subject alone because both of you hate it. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we've, we've kept you for a while, but I want to know before we like, let you do your thing throughout the day uh i know that you are you've got spook eats you we bugged you because we saw that you had um a new journal coming out and you wanted submissions can you talk about that please yeah you just closed you just closed the submissions so. yes so basically um we're starting the new all-female paranormal journal the feminine macabre <gasps> yay hey. um i am literally knee deep right now in submissions because <laughs> so i got great. about I you are like i got about 20 submissions in the last like 12 hours of the submission window so i was like oh my oh, god my. But it's a good problem to have. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right? Ah, the procrastinators. Here you are. Um, But we um, don't like that. (laughs) So, but basically, um, the reason why I wanted to start this was um, 
I was doing another show over on Paranormal Buzz Radio about a year ago now, and it was about women in the paranormal, but we were talking about it historically speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, So historic women in the paranormal. Um, You know, Catherine Crow, Eleanor Sidgwick, Lorraine Warren popped up. Um, And I realized, you know, as I was even talking to the hosts, like we, like not everyone knew who we were all talking about. And so it got me thinking that, you know, women have obviously been involved in the paranormal since the beginning, even Mm -hmm. before paranormal research, you know, you had Mm -hmm. witches, you had priestesses and psychics. Um, So it got me thinking like, you know, why aren't women really highlighted? And you even look at modern day investigators, you can really only name a few off the top of your head. And then you start thinking a little bit more, Um, but women aren't really highlighted. Um, You know, you have your- you have your TV shows that might have a woman, but usually she's a psychic or a witch. Yeah, um, or just or a psychic. Like, yes, hey, we'll or bring her exactly. in for a hot minute. Every so often, yeah. Yep. Um, so it really drove me crazy. Um, so that's why I wanted to start the Feminine Macabre, basically to be a platform for women in the paranormal. Um, and that includes, you know, ghosts, folklore, dark history, cryptids, aliens, um, you know, yeah. all, <laughs> all that stuff. And whether people are investigators or historians or researchers, writers, podcasters, you know, it was a, it was a huge call for submissions. Um, and basically, I wanted it to be a place where women could come to share their insight, their theories, their opinions, um, and just really give a voice to women that have really been kind of ignored over the years. And it was really interesting because I got women from all over the world, all different walks of life, um, you know, different races, different ages, different sexual orientations. It was the coolest thing. Okay. Um, you know, there sure. was a few women that submitted that they've been studying this for 20, 30 years. That's longer than some of these other women have been alive. Um, yeah. So it was really cool to see like the really expanse, uh, expansive amount of submissions. And they range from the really scientific to the really spiritual. Um, so uh, basically, a volume one of the Feminine Macabre is... Uh, I said International Women's Day, which is March 8th, is when it's coming out. I don't know if that's going to happen. Get to work. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Um, So now we're saying March, sometime in March 2021. um, Volume 1 will be coming out. um, And then Volume 2, honestly, we got so many submissions that I'm probably going to take some of these submissions from this window and put them into volume Carry two just absolutely just because there's so many and you don't want it to be like harry potter size book um <laughs> so um and that'll probably be coming out in like august um but okay. it's just been it's been awesome and you know anyone who's listening that you know wants to be a part of it um submissions you know we're going to basically be accepting submissions for volume two through the summer um so if anyone is interested in submitting definitely do it um it's printed as a physical book um which was really important to me because Mm -hmm. books are way better than ebooks no offense offense to no offense to the kindles yes so um and for me when i first started writing and actually like sending stories out and stuff the first time i got accepted and I had a book with my name on the cover it meant the world to me and it was a turning point and it showed to me like I could be a writer and I could do this so I hope that that's kind of the same for someone else who submits something to this um so but I'm really really excited about it because I feel like women in my opinion women make up the majority of paranormal investigation totally um I mean at least from like the events that I host at least 60 percent of the people there are women and the guys that are there are usually dragged there by their spouses, <laughs> their girlfriends. That's so true. <laughs> I did it to my husband. Like, I went to New Orleans. <laughs> 
he's yes. he's such a believer in ghosts that he wants nothing to do with them because he's like i know i don't need to go no more like I, it freaks me out and i believe i'm good <laughs> with this and now i will live my Whereas life mine is <laughs> Mine's like, uh, I don't know about that. But yeah, I'm interested, yeah, but I don't know about way, that. I'm, all I'm just going to kind of watch. Which means I'm all out. And uh, thank you very much. <laughs> so I'm, for my birthday, we went to New Orleans. He's like, I know we're going oh. on a ghost uh, tour. And I'm like, hell yeah, we are. And so <laughs> you fun. have to. It was me and him. And at the time, our daughter was like, uh, one and a half. <laughs> we're like, go with a stroller, like going on the ghost hunt. <laughs> I'm just shocked that he allowed her to go because I, I know he's really afraid of like ghosts attaching oh, he's to going. her he had or no like choice. something attached. Oh, oh, yeah. I, Smart man. I love him. It was it was really <laughs> fun too. I had so much fun because even just like the history of hearing what happened at these places, it's like whoa, it's it's not just for a historical tour. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. <laughs> add in ghosts even don't even worry about it <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true like I, I drug him there and it's like a lot of the other people on the tour it was like almost all all girls yeah it's it's, it's the strangest thing and again it's me crazy that women are doing such important work in the field and really authentic investigations but for whatever reason, mainstream media is not highlighting them at all. You know, you have shows that are all guys, but there's not a single show that's all girls. Why is that? Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's funny that you say that because Patty, we had Patty Negri on our- I saw! Our, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's so, she's so sweet. Cool. We love her. Yeah. But it was funny because she said that when she goes on Ghost Venture, she's like, oh yeah, it's a boys club. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, we don't <laughs> like that. Like, they're like, okay. Ghost Adventure's great, but it's like, it, I'd like yeah, to see nice, like no a shame, girl but... version. Like, yeah. it, I wonder if it's like, do networks think like people won't tune in if it's female driven? and like- my theory behind it is that I feel like women, at least, again, I'm not speaking for all women, but like the women that I've investigated with and the women that I know, they usually approach investigations in a very mm-hmm. empathetic way. Like, I know, like, mm-hmm. I'm a new mom. So, and that has changed how I investigate. I come in very much, I tell the spirits, I'm a mom, especially if there's like child spirits or female spirits there. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll really like drive home that, like, I'm a mom, like, I, I'm approachable, I'm friendly. You know, I'm not marching through the building, you know, cussing yeah. and antagonizing, and yelling at the ghost. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like the way that I would investigate would be really boring to watch on TV. Whereas like other mm. shows that are really loud and <gasps> dude, and like that bro <laughs> thing happening is way more entertaining. And that's yeah. why there's all male shows and not all female shows. That's so you're worried it's going to get the female Ghostbusters treatment. Oh, like probably <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 I mean I don't know maybe they just need a good editor <laughs> I mean shoot yeah get the bachelor editors in there and yeah. be like, okay <laughs> <laughs> add the drama more drama more tears <laughs> I like it um, <laughs> but we were talking about your books but uh, you've written yeah. more than just one book you've you even have kids books which i'm like erica get that i know cryptid alphabet book (laughs) yeah so i have five books out right now um Ah. so i have the haunted alice of western new york that was the first book i wrote um then i have uh america's haunted breweries distilleries and wineries um which that was the one i mentioned about the ghost um in portland oregon the 
the little right. the lady of the night um about and then, wineries yes. that's really cool where i'm like oh, live yes. in wine country yes you mm-hmm. do yeah i gotta go we'll drink it on their wineries i'll be right back <laughs> <in>. <laughs> uh, um and then um i have uh, a book called the ghost of the ghost light theater um that's the theater that i got the evp at that's where i host all the ghost oh. hunts um and that's a fundraising book so 100 percent of the proceeds go back to the theater with oh, that book how cool. um, wonderful it was it, and for me it was important because obviously they obviously they haven't been open since a year ago now um sure. and they're struggling i mean so many oh, businesses yeah. are struggling and in my mind i feel like whenever i go there i feel like ever so often my brother it feels like my brother is there and i'm walking into a hug you know that's what it feels like and Aww. in my mind i feel like if anything ever happened to this building and it wasn't the ghost light theater anymore i'd yeah. be devastated so i'm doing everything i can to try to help them which is why we're doing these little ghost hunts and having this book and you know trying to keep it going um sure. so and already we've raised several thousand dollars with that's sales from wonderful. this book which is really cool um then the two kids books i have is um krampus's great big book of yuletide monsters um which talks <laughs> about krampus and Groyla and the Yule Lad and the Yule Cat and the Bell Snickle and all that fun stuff. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then the cri- the Cryptid ABC book. Yeah, so it I goes from A to yes. today. Yeah, That's it's a fun it. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so that everybody knows, um, you're found on Instagram at Spook Eats, and I know that you've got a link tree with like a million links, <laughs> so you so everybody can find her books there and support that theater if you can because i think that's wonderful i'm gonna have to buy some books today at least i don't have to buy the abc book yet but yeah i want the abc one i have to get some books i would love that so cute (laughs) but wow like this has been so cool amanda thank you so much for spending time with us today of course thank you for having me on this is one last question actually oh oh, sorry sorry before you go Mm. yeah oh oh yeah 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 what yeah would Uh be your go-to karaoke song (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 I just like I, it now. <laughs> I have a list. I've got a list. So, okay, I used to I used to live in China, and in China, they have a thing called oh. KTV, which is like private rooms of karaoke. That's so cool. That's so cool. I want to do that so bad. <laughs> it's so much fun. I love it. Um, but my number one, I have a lot. Um, but my number one is My Heart Will Go On, um, which is oh, super obnoxious. Or, oh gosh, what is it? Every time we touch, like way back, every time we touch, I get. Yeah. These are good. Yeah, those are my two go tos. So when we can travel again, you're going to need to come out to California and do karaoke. (laughs) Because that's like, oh, we we do, we do karaoke. Like, that's actually my last birthday party that we are actually celebrating in person. We did karaoke. We did bowling karaoke. What? Yeah, we went to a bowling wow. alley and has a karaoke <laughs> it has a bar, bar that does in costume. In costume. Well, my yeah. birthday's in October, so naturally everybody wears oh, costumes. Of course. I was a werewolf. She was basically Ziggy Stardust, and my husband yes. was a pickle. And her husband was yeah, the dude. Was Lebowski. <laughs> I love no it. No one coordinated. matched. It was best. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So stupid. <laughs> That's the best. We're all do like uh, into our own ideas to, sh- to compromise. <laughs> Halloween's once a year. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. These are good. These are acceptable <laughs> songs, and I want to see them done in person one day. That's all I require. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. <laughs> 
Well, okay, Amanda, we'll let you go, but thank you so much again. Um, everybody check her out on Instagram, start following her immediately. Support her theater. Yes, support not, well, her. You know, it's your theater. I'm just going to call it yours. my theater. It is. It's theater. <laughs> Why not? You co-own it minimum. So yeah, that counts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, ladies. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Please stay safe. Insane. Yes. And please stay away from aliens. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Please. I just got the goosebumps again. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, here we are signing off. Well, uh, this is the Night Guys podcast. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. Oh, I'm Amanda. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Bye-bye. 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 <laughs>